Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, founder and CEO of the How to Life movement. On Gen Z Today, we discuss practical ways you can boldly live and lead for Christ. Find out how you can have confident hope and make a difference for Jesus, especially when it comes to the Great Commission. Welcome to Gen Z Today. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in uh, to join us for this conversation where uh, two times a month we come together on this podcast and we have a conversation about what it means to live and lead for Jesus as members of Generation Z. And uh, now also we talk about what it means to make a difference and as many of us in Gen Z, we want to make a difference for Jesus. We want to serve the Lord with our life, but sometimes we're just not sure how or what to do or where to get started with that. And on this podcast, we talk about practical ways to do that and uh, and practical ways to uh, to live for the Lord and just to have conversations from a from a Gen Z perspective. And uh, I've got an amazing uh, guest uh, with me here uh, this time. And I'm excited for you all to meet him. And uh, uh, he is originally uh, from the wonderful state of Maryland. And uh, now he is a student at Wheaton College. As many of you know, I'm living in uh, Wheaton, Illinois, in the Chicago area uh, this year. And I am really excited uh, to uh, to know uh, this guy. Uh, I uh, just uh, I met him in person earlier this year. And uh, now we're hanging out a bit more now that I know he's in Wheaton, which is awesome. Yeah, without further ado, I'm excited to introduce Mr. Douglas Maddox. How are you today, Douglas? Hey, Jordan. Yeah, glad to be here. Doing great. I'm uh, so blessed to be, you know, in this wonderful community and to uh, just be here today to talk about Jesus. I'm excited to have you here, Douglas. And and first off, we need to talk about Maryland for a second. You are from yes. Maryland. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, there's kind of three things that come to mind with Maryland. Number one, you guys have a weird relationship with your flag. We do. You see it on basically a lot of clothing. There's, we yeah. are not afraid to put it on T-shirts, socks, you name it. Yes. We, uh, m- some people think it's a uh, meh, but in my personal opinion, it is the best flag. Just saying. I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good state flag for sure. I do think there's, I don't know. I mean, again, Maryland has a lot more history than most states. It does. And the flag kind of represents that vibe, although it's, yeah. it's got like these coat of arm things and I don't know. And it doesn't have the like classy classic vibe that like the California and Colorado flags have. They have, they have like flags that look like modern logos that are like really vibey, but that's, I guess the beauty of 50 different States, you got to have the old ones like Maryland (laughs) that have a classy classic vibe and, and I will say there are a lot of states that have really trashy flags. And we find this out because when we do how to life leadership retreats, which is what we just did this last weekend, actually, as of this recording, yeah, we always have state flags and we get to find out who has a lame state flag and who has a nice, awesome one. Although we didn't actually have a Maryland flag for you. We put you with the Illinois people. Hey, that's where I'm you happy are to be in Illinois, you know? 
Exactly. Now, Chicago has a really cool city flag. Oh, yeah. And that's fun. But okay, the other thing uh, in Maryland, does everyone eat crabs like all the time? Everyone except the vegetarians. Yes. I mean, you know, some I'm people, vegetarian, so I don't. Yeah, eat yeah. Crabs. You know, my, my brother is makes me vegetarian. Oh, ooh, wow. Makes you crabby. Yeah. Some people, <laughs> uh, I don't know. But, you know, crabs are great animals. We have a lot of them in our bay. So I don't know. We just like crabs. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's good. And then the other big question is, is Maryland a northern or southern state? See, that's a that's a touchy issue there. So we'll, we might save that for another day. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're kind of we're kind of like you, in the middle. So you have to pick one. I have to pick one. Dang. Well, uh, I'm going to I'm going to go by the uh, old Mason Dixon line and say we are we are Southern. No, so I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel too distant from my New York friends, you know. Yeah, you are closer to New York City than like everyone. I mean, valid. True. You're like a hop, skip and a jump from Philadelphia. Well, that, that depends if you know you, you had your driver's license at the time. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm recently licensed, so it felt a lot farther away than, uh, than it does now. Wow, wow. I personally lump, at least in our How to Life movement regions, we lump everything from Washington, D.C. to the Northeast as like culturally Northeast. Yeah, yeah. Because that's kind of my interpretation of it but also if you're out in like rural maryland like i get how that is like yeah southern or (laughs) country in that sense i guess so that's an interesting one i did put out an instagram poll one time about is maryland northern or southern just for like all the random americans to vote it was like 80 20 northern southern dang okay okay but yes 200 years ago 200 years ago, they would have said this is more Southern, I think. Yeah. Regardless, you know, I'm a, it's a, it's a great state, but you know, it it needs Jesus just like the rest. It does. It does. And, and that kind of leads to how we met. Uh, So how to life Maryland was an event that uh, took place back in May of, of, of 2022 here. And we'd been working on doing an event in Maryland for a long time. And it hit a lot of hiccups along the way in terms of trying to, get the event off the ground. I think the enemy did not really want that event to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants any of the How to Life events to happen, but uh, How to Life Maryland had a extra amount of spiritual warfare and things that like just kept us from getting even just a, the basic date and time confirmed. And But it, but we pushed hard all year and we're like, guys, we got to get this in. We got to do it in May. Yeah. If not now, then it's not going to happen. This yeah. is the last chance. And, yeah. and it happened. It did. God and, was uh, so And what good. happened? What did God do at that event? Oh my goodness. So many, so many lives saved. Um, just, you know, Jesus's name was preached. It was just a beautiful atmosphere of like complete surrender to God. People just being able to freely just worship God as, as the spirit led. Um, we had so many people just uh, give their lives to Jesus. And honestly, even though like I was on the leadership team, my heart was personally like impacted by just seeing mm. how God is just moving and how he's just worthy of all and how whatever um, you do in Christ, it should be done unto him. And um, it was just wonderful to just, simply be a part of his work no matter what and um just being a part of serving others um for Christ it was just 
it was truly just something special to, and especially to share that in community um, with other believers. And that was amazing. And I, I know the Lord moved really powerfully through how to life Maryland. And, and I know even your story of how you even got involved with the team to begin with was just such a powerful story of the Lord at work. I, yeah, I love shout hearing, out to, yeah. I love hearing out. about how people end up like, getting connected with these local events and teams and then yes. meeting local community and then, yeah. And then beyond is really special. Exactly. Shout out to, uh, my friend Niti Sharma for, um, yes. just how she invited me to, you know, not just like into the how to life team for Maryland, but just growing deeper in the Lord. Um, God was doing amazing things, uh, in my heart earlier this year, just awakening my soul to just the wonders of who he is. Like, how deep and rich his love is for people. Um, it was just, it's just truly wonderful. No, it's so good, Douglas. And, and uh, yeah, an amazing, amazing time. And then, and let's talk about most recently uh, in, uh, uh, in late September, early October of 2022, uh, we had a leadership retreat for How to Life uh, in Wheaton, which of all places you're like, I go to Wheaton College now. I'm, I'm here. I'm in, I'm in. I can come to this and, and uh, tell us a little bit about what you saw the Lord do through the How to Life Leadership Retreat. We had 25 students from 11 states and three countries that all came together for this time. And uh, and what did you see the Lord do kind of through this weekend? Well, you know, I just, God was, you know, building his, uh, his kingdom, his church through, you know, raising up just you know, kids in Gen Z, but people who truly, truly just love Jesus more than anything, who know that, um, you know, all life finds its meaning in him. And um, just these people, these friends of mine that I like, I call brothers and sisters, they are just um, on fire for Christ and just, uh, they want to surrender everything to him. And that is just so good and true and important because, you know, God is worthy of, of everything, you know, he's, he's lifted us from, you know, the oppression and condemnation of, of our sin and raised us to life. So like our, our response is just to just burst out in praise and then to go and tell. And it was just so encouraging to meet other people like that, who just, who want to go out into the world mm. and uh, just tell of all his goodness, you know. No, so good. I know we really talked about the Great Commission and and the need for ministry around uh, both our nation here in the U.S. and then the nations of the world. And I know I really encourage everyone. I'm like, start with your Jerusalem, wherever you're at. It yes. starts in your hometown, and then and then from there, Samaria and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And uh, I think people left really encouraged and inspired, which was really really wonderful to yes. to see. And, and now people are going home and they're like, we're going to do our events and they're going to be awesome. And, and we're giving it to the Lord and yes. it's, it's really inspiring to see. So, mm. uh, but yeah, so Douglas, I am excited to have you on the podcast today. And I want you, I want to, every time I have a guest on here, I like to ask people, what is just kind of your short version of your story with Jesus? How has Jesus changed your life? Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I just shout out to my parents. They, um, they, they raised me in the church and in the love of God. And, you know, from a, from a very young age, like I got to, you know, experience and know the love of Jesus. And I just 
I love them so much for that, uh, for just um, uh, enabling my heart to, you know, accept Jesus. But, you know, um, as is usually the case, you know, throughout um, middle school and high school, um, you know, the doubts crept in, you know, I, I, I didn't really understand what the point of it all was. I was too caught up in, you know, my self image or, um, you know, meeting my, my own needs there or my own desires that, uh, you know, it felt like I was doing it for myself and it just, I didn't understand what the point of following Jesus was. If it just felt like I was, you know, um, chasing the wind, it felt like I was chasing the wind and, and, um, I was just like wanting something more than I had previously known. And it felt like I could just, I just kept falling short. And then, you know, in, um, and then a lot of just like a lot of mental, mental struggles, a lot of just, um, oppression from like the enemy, um, just weighing down on me a lot of, a lot of pain and hurt. Um, especially in 2021 when, uh, you know, like I lost my good friend to, to suicide and, um, that, that shook our community that, uh, shook my faith. And I was just like, God, why? And, and what are you doing and how are you here? And I just don't, I just don't know. And so, um, I was just left like longing for more, longing for, you know, a deeper, uh, intimate connection with God. And, and he provided that, uh, around like fall of 2021 and early 2020, 2022 is when, um, you know, he started to teach me, you know, in him is life. He is our life and our light. Um, he is love and he gives us that love. And so, um, he just taught me more and more that like this world has nothing to offer, uh, for us, that he is the meaning of everything. This world can take away Mm. everything from us. But when we have Jesus, that is what sustains us. And that's what matters in life. And so just having that, um, thing to grasp onto, uh, as I just walked into like senior year of high school that, that like liberated me from that darkness and, and brought me out. And so when I got involved with how to life, uh, God just awakened my, my soul to just a new reality Mm. of, um, of how he is powerfully moving in this generation and how he does not want us to, you know, to suffer or, or to chase the wind anymore. He wants us to chase after him and he wants us to, to, um, just grow in, you know, our love for one another and then to be sent out into the world and to change lives, uh, to, through that love, you know, we're not doing it for ourselves anymore. It's, it's all for him. And so that just like, it, it, it brought into clarity what, what our calling as Christians is, the, what the reason was for all of, you know, you know, the kindness that my, my parents raised me in. And, um, and so now, you know, um, going into college, I'm just getting to learn more and more, um, you know, about what a life lived in Christ, um, truly means and just being surrounded by people who have this great calling, like, um, being sent out in the world on missions, uh, sent out into their communities, uh, having these great conversations. This is just, this is the, the love of God and the church of Christ is to um, recognize how much we've fallen short and yet how great God's grace is mm. to, um, to save us. It, it's by grace alone. And so uh, just being able to take that and know, knowing uh, with certainty that um, 
the world can offer us nothing. It's only Jesus, only Jesus in Christ alone. Wow. Wow. That's so encouraging, Douglas. And I, I know for each of us, just it, I think it's in, so amazing for us just to take those moments to reflect and look at and see how has Christ worked in our lives. And sometimes when we look at the future, it can be murky and like, what's going to happen? But if you look at our past, you can see the Lord's fingerprints over everything. Yes. And you can be like, whoa, God was at work here and here and here. And, and it just looks so like, wow, God is faithful. And, uh, and, uh, and even, and I know for me on, on days when, if I'm ever like, oh, I don't know what's going on right now, then yeah. it's like, well, God's at work and he yes. is always at work, which is so amazing. And, and, uh, well, Douglas, as we jump into the last segment of the podcast, uh, we're going to talk about kind of the theme that uh, you've picked for today. And the theme is being Jesus' hands and feet. And uh, this is a phrase we hear a lot, like, be the hands and feet of Jesus. And sometimes people are like, what does that mean? But yeah, yeah that's kind of, I mean, it's specific, but it's also vague. It's like, what is this? But yeah, uh, so Douglas, I know you are passionate about this. Can you just share with us? I know you've got some scripture pulled up. Uh, and uh, some thoughts you want to share with us. Can you just jump in and share with us a little bit about what the Lord's put on your heart in terms of this topic? Yeah, for sure. Like we know that the world is is longing for something greater. Um, we see people, um, you know, trying to find, you know, meaning in in doing really great things for the world. But, you know, to what end? You know, we wonder like this world, it, it's, is it just temporary, you know? And a lot of people fall into just, into doubts or um, just feeling completely deflated because they're like, why am I doing what I do in this world? And then, you know, when we have faith in Christ, we know that everything we do has meaning because it's all working for Christ and showing the world who Christ is and, you know, just demonstrating his love to the world so that people can, can see and hear and believe. And, you know, Jesus teaches us that, um, you know, in Luke 10, he's talking with, um, you know, a teacher of the law and they're, they're saying like, uh, teacher, Jesus, what, do, what do I do to inherit eternal life? You know, everyone's chasing after this, this like greater thing. And then Jesus is like, what is written in the law? How do you read it? Like, what does it say? And he's like, so the teacher's like, uh, well, not, not, the, not the teacher, the, uh, the, um, the like expert in the law. Um, the Jewish law says, okay, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But then the, uh, the law expert, the Jewish law expert said, well, who's my neighbor? Jesus, like pushing him further. He's like trying to, trying to test Jesus and, and like just draw him like, do an argument. And then Jesus is like, he tells the story of the good Samaritan, which I'll, I'll read. Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. When he saw him, he had compassion 
And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he sent him on his own animal, like a, a donkey or something, and uh, brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day, he gave out two denarii, or, or like their, their currency, and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Mm. And so, you know, what we see is Jesus calling us into like a deeper way of, of showing love. You know, Jesus is like, who's, who's, um, this is who our neighbor is, you know, the, the one who like is in need. We don't just like show kindness to, you know, those we like or those we're well acquainted with. We are called um, to, to seek the oppressed like Jesus did, to, to seek after those who are lost, you know, those who are struggling from addiction and those who are um, struggling with, you know, mental health, those who are lonely, those who um, seem like rejects. And so, and those, you know, like those who are just on the streets at their wits end, like mm. Jesus is calling us into, into a deeper way of showing love. And, you know, like the Samaritan, like the Jews hated the Samaritans. And yet that was the one who, who, um, who was the neighbor who took the time to care. So like, that's kind of shocking to, to, you know, the Jewish leaders. And so it just shows how, how like universal and how like, um, like transcendent Christ's love is, is that, you know, his love is shown through these things, through giving of yourself. And I just think it's amazing that like, you know, we think that we have to be someone great. Sometimes in this world, we think we have to be someone great to, you know, do this sort of like these amazing things for people and make a difference. But no, we, we can, we can show God's love from the place where he has, uh, has placed us because God is in control. God is, is uh, leading us deeper into, into his love. And, you know, um, in John 15, Jesus talks about like abiding in him and because mm. um, uh, he's the vine, you know, we draw our life from him. And then right after that, he says, <clears throat> you know, this is my commandment, you know, that you love one another. And so in, in my life, I've just seen that like the world needs this love like the world is desperate, desperate for this love. And um, like we, we, we see like the need for social justice and for change in this world. And yet it seems like nothing happens. But, you know, what would it look like if, if you know, we, we showed love and we know that life and true, true meaning is in Christ Jesus, you know, but, but a lot of people, you know, when you think they think of Christ, you know, they don't always have the right idea. Like they, they have an idea of Christ, but it's not really the right one. So, you know, what, what does it look like to show, um, to show God's love? Like, um, you know, say, you know, like you're on a train maybe and, you know, someone, you know, they they can't pay for their ticket, you know, and everybody's like down on their phone, like just watching it pass by. They're passive. The world is like so passive these days. They don't like care for, for anybody. Um, rarely, rarely do, will they go out of their comfort zone sometimes, you know, maybe for, for some clout or something for some like brownie points or whatever, but like, um, what would it look like if, you know, you're on that train and everybody's got their head down and this, this guy has to get up at, off at the next station because, you know, he can't pay his ticket. Mm. 
And then, you know, as, as a, uh, as a Christian, you know, instead of putting your head down, you do what Jesus did and you go after those in need and you say, let me pay for your ticket. You know, what, what does that show to the world that shows to the world, uh, Jesus love that God, um, God cares for them personally. And, and, you know, just doing those things, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, what's the point of like doing these things if we're just like doing good things. It's to give witness to who Jesus is. Um, you know, a lot of people might never, you know, go to church and the only thing they'll hear about Jesus is what they hear in the culture. And that's rarely like the right ideas. And like Christians come with such like a negative connotation these days. And so, you know, what would it look like if, you know, we do these things, these acts of love that, you know, no one can deny those are good things. And then we do it in the name of Jesus. They'll see the difference, you know, like when you're doing these things and you're, you're like handing things out and you're giving of yourself, you know, when you say, you know, this is because Jesus loves you. This is because that God is uh, not done with you, that God loves you. People's heads will perk up, you know, they'll be like, huh, mm. I've never, I never thought about that. And, you know, it's really interesting, you know, um, it, we, we call it like the good Samaritan. We, we don't call it the great Samaritan. We're not like seeking, seeking our own glory. We're seeking mm. to, you know, be made uh, full and, you know, be, be sanctified into like the goodness of who God is uh, through these things, you know, being Christ's hands and feet, being Jesus's hands and feet to people, um, just showing the world who he is. And, um, you know, I was thinking, um, and like I was reading in Isaiah, let me pull it up real quick about, um, about, you know, what God calls for us. And I think in a lot of like Christian circles, you know, people get, I guess, like bogged down by, you know, the constant like doings and things, you know, and they miss the point that like it all has meaning in God, you know, like a lot. And sometimes a lot of people fall away from the faith because they think it's all rules and they think that it's just about like your public image, but no, like, um, you know, we know like in the church fasting is like a really good spiritual practice to, you know, draw our attention to God and like help us practice relying on him. And, you know, in Isaiah 58, uh, God is saying, you know, is not this the fast that I choose? He says to loosen the bonds of wickedness and undo the straps of the yoke or the burden to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear God. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. Then you shall cry and he will say, I am here. Mm. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and spreading wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light shall rise from the darkness mm. and your gloom shall be as the noonday. This is how God is shining his light in the darkness of this world. We constantly complain like, God, this world is so dark. What are we doing? And he's like, I am doing a good thing through you. I am making you my hands and feet so that you can show the world, you know, you don't have to be oppressed any longer. You don't have to be afraid. I am giving you all that you need to, to, 
be my hands and feet, to, to care for those who I care for. I'm going to break my heart or break your heart for what breaks mine, God says. And, you know, he has given us, you know, so many things to, to share um, his love with people. You know, we in America, we're constantly like worried about, you know, paying rent, uh, getting our groceries, you know, there's so many like things. And, you know, with inflation on the rise, we're like, how are we going to provide for ourselves? And God says, I will take care of you. You know, life in Christ is not, is not worrying about the next day. It's, uh, it's about living each day for Christ and, and just, um, pouring out his love because you know that God supplies all our needs in Jesus Christ. And so, you know, if you, if you have like, you know, a gift card in your, in your wallet and you see someone on the street, you know, that's a, that's a way you just like, think about how you can share that love and just God, God will supply your needs in Jesus Christ. We just need to, you know, um, be, be looking out for where God is calling us. It could be, you know, sitting at the lunch table with the person who, you know, you've seen sitting by themselves or sending that text message, because trust me, like that text message can be the difference between life or death for someone. And it can be Mm -hmm. such an instrumental way to show God's love and to just remember each day, God will supply your needs. We don't live in this world. We live in light of God's kingdom. And so just everything he's given us, it should be to spread his love to the world. And uh, so that's, that's my encouragement that, you know, God is doing a good thing. We just have to, to ask him, you know, God send me just at, just be looking out and um, for, for ways to serve in our communities. It's right here in our communities. There's always a need. There's always someone who needs to know truly what the love of Jesus looks like. That's awesome, Douglas. <clears throat> Thank you so much for sharing this with us, just kind of this, this heart and desire that we, we need to have to be able to serve people and to be about others. And I think in our, especially in Western society, we are so me, me, me focused. It's like, it's all about me, whatever is going on in my life. And, and, and we're, we're, we're very selfish country in the United States. And, and honestly, throughout a lot of the world, there's a lot of selfishness and selfishness is obviously just an innate part of human behavior, but Jesus calls us to the opposite, to be all about others and to live a life of, of, of being a servant uh, and serving others and, uh, and, and being all about the other, uh, the people in our world Mm -hmm. and not just about uh, us and uh, and by being about others it is amazing and i also think of in james when james talks about how faith without works is dead yeah. i think it obviously people are like that's a contradiction and didn't paul say that it's faith alone and christ alone and then and then in james it says faith without works is dead it's like yeah because like yes our salvation comes from faith alone that's all we need but genuine faith is going to reflect works will be reflected in the life of someone with genuine faith. So it's, that's the, the context. And I think by having that genuine faith and in genuine works in our life, it's very powerful to, to lean into that and to have those, uh, to have good works, not as a way to get to heaven because that's Mm -hmm. not how it works. Uh, but just as a, out of our love for the Lord, out of the yeah. overflowing of our cup, uh, we serve others and are all about that. And yes. uh, 
Uh, Douglas, we are out of time, uh, but I want to give you a chance to just uh, kind of pray. Would you be willing to pray to close out this episode? Yeah, of course. And pray maybe specifically for the person who's listening, just that maybe they're trying to figure out how to uh, be the hands and feet of Jesus in their world. Can you pray for that person? Yes. Lord, I'm so grateful for uh, this time and most of all for the love that you have lavished on us, that you are love, Lord. Um, I pray for uh, these listeners, Lord. Uh, for these people, these um, people who you have, uh, you are leading and guiding. Lord, these people want to make a difference in the world. And I'm so grateful for them. And Lord, I just pray that um, you would be the guide. You would, uh, you would lead them in your in your way in your truth um, to where they need to be. Lord, um, I pray that you would just give them an awareness of what you've given them. Uh, that they can use to serve others and to just uh, witness to Christ's light and love and give us a spirit that does not hold back, Lord, um, but that uh, seeks to just uh, lavish your love on the world um, so that they can get to know you more. Um, And I pray that, Lord, you would be encouraging these listeners daily uh, in your word and in your spirit, Lord, and that you would just lead them deeper into you because uh, you are where our life comes from. You are the, you in everything, Lord, everything has meaning in you. And so just um, watch over them and lead them. And I thank you for them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Douglas, this has been wonderful having you on the podcast. And and it's cool. I know you've listened to some of the episodes before. I love getting people on here who have heard some of the podcasts before. Now you are the guest. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> and uh and uh, yeah, and for I, I always ask my guests uh, if someone listening wants to uh, keep up with you or reach out to you or or stuff, how can they find you on Instagram or social media? What what do you normally tell people? Yeah, I have um, I have a uh, Instagram. It's uh, Dougity Boy Eight Eleven. So it's <laughs> kind of hard. Uh, it's uh, it'll be probably linked on the um, on the description of the episode, but Duggedy Boy. Yeah, it's a it's it's the name my D-O-U-G-A-D-Y. friend used to call. D o u g a d y. Yeah, d o u g a d y, and then no 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 spaces or anything. So yeah, and uh, so if you want to find me, I'd love to uh, to hear what God is doing in your life. You know, love Christian community like that. Good, good. Well, awesome, Douglas. This has been amazing having you on here. I'm uh, excited to. Uh, for people to be able to hear this and, and just, and for, yeah. And so for each and every one of you listening, uh, it is so encouraging uh, that you tuned in and, and I hope you are encouraged and uh, encouraged today to be the hands and feet of Jesus, even in your own world, whatever that can be. It starts today. What can you do in your life today to, uh, just love others in your world? And I think it's, it's huge to be thinking about that and praying about that and, And uh, if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, We have more episodes. We have episodes twice per month uh, for at Gen Z today or yeah, for for the Gen Z today podcast. Uh, If you haven't followed the Instagram page, I encourage you to check out at Gen Z today podcast. Also check out how to life movement. If you're interested you're like, hey, I want to like plan a how to life event in my community. I keep hearing Jordan talk about this. Would love to learn more. Now, send us a message if you are in Gen Z and you want to do something to help reach your friends for Christ. Uh, That's what the How to Life movement is all about. You can also find me. I'm just at Jordan Whitmer. Would love to talk with you. And uh, if you haven't left a review for the podcast on podcasts, 
uh, on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. We uh, are wanting more people to leave a review. It takes like 60 seconds to do this, to leave a star review. And and the more ratings that we get, the more that people will find it. And uh, we want more people to tune into this. If, and if so, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with your friends and to leave a review. But uh, this has been amazing. We are so excited for you to tune in again soon uh, to our next episodes. And, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends about the Gen Z Today podcast. Tune in each Wednesday for a brand new episode. On Instagram, you can follow at Gen Z Today podcast, as well as my page at Jordan Whitmer. Gen Z Today is sponsored by How to Life Movement with a mission to reach, disciple, and mobilize Gen Z young people for Christ. Gen Z Today and How to Life Movement are made possible because of the generous financial partnership of friends like you. To find out more, visit our website, genztoday.com. That website again is genztoday.com. See you next time on Gen Z Today. Gen Z Today.